Books of Sorrow, Part 4, as read by Hypersyntax, of the podcast Video Game Crosstalk. This episode will contain entries 39 through 50 and include Calcified Fragments Insight. Verse 4-9. Open your eye. Go into it. The Vex clattered around, constructing large problems. At first, their constructions were deranged because they didn't understand the sword logic, which defined all rules in Oryx's throne world. The geometry perplexed them. I'll cut them apart, Crotus said. But just then, the Vex ritual of better thoughts manifested a mind called Coria Blade Transform. Coria deduced the sword logic. I have to kill everything, Coria resolved. Then I will be powerful. Crota's gate began to emit warrior Vex, huge and brassy. He leapt forward to fight them, but they blinked away. After they fled from Crota, they killed 2,000 of Oryx's acolytes and 10,000 of his thrall. Soon they established themselves as powers in this world by right of slaughter. Come forth, sister wizards, called Irhalak. We need you. Iranuk pulled a sword star out of the sky. Together, the wizards charged it with killing power and made an annihilator totem, which they used to smash the Vex. Close the wound, brother Crota, Anuk ordered. We will find a cunning way to destroy them, but only after they stop constructing problems on us. But Curia had instanced himself to the other side of the gate and built a holdfast to keep the way open. Curia's objective was to exploit the paracausal physics of Oryx's throne to become divine. It organized a series of test invasions. For a hundred years of local time, the siblings fought the Vex. When the Vex came into the sword world, they were inevitably annihilated. But when the hive went into the Vex world, they lost too much of their power to win. Father's going to eat our souls, Halak sighed. Coria captured some sword larvae and began experimenting with them. Soon, Coria Blade Transform manifested religious tactics. By directing worship at the worms, Coria learned it could alter reality with mild ontopathogenic effects. Being an efficient machine, Coria manufactured a priesthood and ordered all of its subminds to believe in worship. Then it set about abducting and killing dangerous organisms so it could bootstrap itself to hive godhood. For some vex reason, Coria never attempted to introduce worm larvae to its mind fluid. Savathun was laughing because she had tricked Crota into cutting that place. This drew the attention of the worm our god. Oryx, called Eyr, set your house in order. Verse 410, an emperor for all outcomes. Oryx rushed home and read from the Tablets of Ruin. He put some Vex into wounds to be taken by the power of the deep. Thus he turned the Vex against each other. Curia manifested a range of tactics, but none of them were adaptive. Oryx crushed all the Vex in his throne. Oryx thought that he should study geometry, like the Vex. It was a map of perfect shapes. But first, he had to punish imperfection. My son, he said, this is your punishment. 
come home glorious or die forgotten. He picked up Crota by the legs and threw him into it, the Vex gate network. Crota battled through history, becoming a legendary demon. In his early centuries, he often spared a few victims to hear oaths and protest against his father. Later, he came to understand Oryx, and he made temples and monuments wherever he went. Meanwhile, Oryx brooded on the Vex. I've met a worthy rival, he said. They want to exist forever, just as I do. But I don't understand them. At this, his worm began to chew on him, for he was bound to understand. He called Savathun to meet in the material world. She told him that the Vex worked tirelessly to understand everything, so that they could build a victory condition for every possible end state of the universe. Then I must be a better king, Oryx said. If they want to build an emperor for all outcomes, then I will be the king of only one. I will follow the deep wherever it goes and document its power. Let us create a catalog of the grave worlds, which will be our map to victory. Oryx knew that all life could be described as cellular automata, except for that life which understood the deep or the sky, and thus escaped causality. Out of love for her brother, which came with the same as the desire to kill him, Savathun leaked a secret to Zivu Arath. Listen, Zivu, Oryx's throne world has been compromised. You can cut your way in from here. Zivu Arath used this to plan an ambush. But Oryx was too canny. The Taken King said to his court, the High War, My throne world is vulnerable. I am going to move it. Where? asked Kagur, world render. Into a mighty dreadnought, said Oryx. I shall keep my glorious mind cosmos inside a titanic warship. Verse 411, Dreadnought. To make his ship, Oryx Scrimshaw one piece of Akka, who was dead but far from gone. He stole the hammer of Zivorarath and the scalpel of Savathun, and he armored his ship in baneful armor. When Oryx had built his dreadnought, he pushed his throne world inside out so that it bled into the material space of the dreadnought. They were coterminous and allied, his ship and his sin. The dreadnought was within the throne of Oryx, but the throne of Oryx was the dreadnought, Ayat. This required a verse from the Tablets of Ruin. The whole cord worked together to push Oryx's throne inside out. This was a day of joyous violence, and all of Oryx's broods mark this holiday as Eversion Day, which is celebrated by turning things inside out. Saith Oryx, Go out into the universe, my court. Gather tribute for me. Send it home to my ship. When I call you, walk up that tribute to my court. I will prepare long voyages. I am Savathun. Insidious. Into the war. I graffiti this notice for you. Into the deep. These books are full of lies. Now Oryx's throne was safe from incursion, because it moved so nimbly. Oryx attacked the Harmonious Flotilla Invincible, 
who guarded the Nika thought ship. When the flotilla surrounded his dreadnought, Oryx put his sword into the hull, and he used the power of the deep and the clever systems his daughters built to push his throne world out into mere reality. By wrath and confidence, he filled space with an egg of his throne. It swelled up like a ghost star to smash the Harmonious Flotilla Invincible. Oryx broke the last word off their name. In the Nika thought ship, Oryx hoped to find the location of the gift mast, which had been left behind by the traveler. Oryx wanted to eat it. But the thought ship was a trap. Upon it was Kuria Blade Transform. Verse 5-0 Null, Null, Null Interdict, Simulate, Worship I am going to kill you. I am going to salt my meat with your briny little thoughts. I am going to cook flesh on your broken molten hull. Insinuate, subvert, replicate. This ship is my throne. You want to take it from me. I want to... You want to fill it up with your spawn and use it for your abstract purposes. But I defy you. Observe, imitate, usurp. You will never be what I am. Simulate me, wretch. Calculate the permutations of my divinity. Compute the death in the shape of my throne. Render my shadow on the stone of 10,000 graveyard worlds. It will never be enough. I hold the tablets of ruin. I speak to the deep. Not with a galaxy of thinking matter could you encompass me. Behold! Unknown. Enigma. Shortfall. Abort. Halt. Abort. Verse 5-1. End of a failed timeline. By now, Kuria knows it can't win. There's something pathological about the world inside Oryx's ship. It resists analysis with hot, dead spite. And Oryx himself? He's irreducible. He refuses to obey Coria's simulations. He crashes around sowing chaos. He grabs submines and compromises them with some kind of ontological weapon. Paracausal systems. Very problematic. Coria's trying the religious tactics it evolved in the Hive Manifold. But even on those terms, Oryx is strong. So strong. Coria won't be able to protect its gates much longer. The closest Kuria's got to a simulation of Oryx is a best-guess bootstrap. It's wrong. Kuria's sure of that. It's Oryx minus the symbiote organism, minus the wings and morphs, minus the weapon, minus the power. No good for anything. Kuria manifests that simulation anyway, just to see what happens. The Taken King marches on Kuria's Hydra hull, armed with blade and magic, cloaked in ancient cloth, and the universe wails in horror around him. Coria's physics models and toy worlds choke and crash. Coria observes, alert and attentive, as a single quark splits at the tip of Oryx's sword. From within the hydra hull, 
Coria's tiny, not Oryx, speaks. What are you? It says. It's manifesting terror and awe. Oryx's eyes blaze with a curiosity that is entirely isomorphic with hate and voracious hunger. Arash, he says in his hive language. You've made me as I was. You've made a tiny Orash. Ha <laughs> ha! Coria updates the simulation's name. Orash is curious. You're me? You're me as I become? Oryx kneels. His blade is on his left shoulder. Coria is firing every available weapon at him, but his wards don't break. He looks into Coria's sensors through the hammering fire, and he says, Child, I have everything you wanted. I am immortal. I know the great secrets of the universe. I have scouted the edges of the darkness, and I have chased the lying god down galactic arms in a howling pack of moons. In my fist, I carry the secret power that will rule eternity. In my worm, I bear the tribute of my court and of my children, the hope eater, the weaver, and the unraveler. And with this tribute, I smash my foes. I am Oryx, the Taken King. I am almighty. Curia samples the Teox intelligence retrieved from the Humani Gate. There are useful names. It feeds them to the simulation. What about your sisters? Arash asks his future self. Sothona, Zyro, are they with you? The Taken King's fangs glint. That sound might be a laugh or a hiss. Kuria shuts down its weapons and puts all its spare resources into sending telemetry to the Greater Vex. There will be points in space and time where this data is vital. There will be great projects undertaken in the study of this ontological power, this throne space. Where are my sisters? Arash shouts. What have you done with my people? What have you done? But Oryx's fist is full of black fire, and the next thing Coria sees is a light like stars. Verse 5-2 Strict proof eternal. I have a gift for you, says Oryx. Sephathun, witch queen, looks at him with dry weariness. Is it the sword logic I need to go into the deep and take your power for myself? Their echoes move among the war moons, walking together on the hull of a 2,000-year-old warship. Sephathun's fleet has assembled here, in preparation for an assault on the gift mast. The deep is headed that way, on the trail of its prey, and the hive will be its vanguard. It's a vex I captured, Coria Blade Transform. It made an attempt to puncture my throne. I thought you might enjoy studying it. Orcs pauses, digesting. Through the bond of lineage, he can feel Crota killing, worlds and worlds away and it tastes like sweet fat. Coria contains a Vex attempt to simulate me. It might generate others. You, perhaps, or Zivorath. I've left it some will of its own, so it can surprise you. I suppose it'll blow up and kill me, Sephathun grouses. 
or let the machines into my throne, where they'll start turning everything into clocks and glass. If it kills you, then you deserve to die. Oryx says it with a quiet thrill, a happy thrill, because it is good to say the truth. I don't have a strict proof yet, you know. Savathun strokes the void with one long claw, and space-time groans beneath her touch. This thing we believe, that we're liberating the universe by devouring it, that we're cutting out the rot, that we're on course to join the final shape. I haven't found a strict eternal proof. We might be wrong. Oryx looks at her, and for a moment, just a moment, he is nostalgic. He is sentimental. He thinks, imagine the years behind us, the things we've done. And yet being old doesn't feel like a scar, does it? It hasn't left me dull. I feel alive, alive with you. And every time I step back into this world from my throne, I feel like I'm two years old again, at the bottom of the universe looking up. But he says, sister, it's us. We're the proof. We, the hive. If we last forever, we prove it. And if something more ruthless conquers us, then the proof is sealed. She looks back at him with eyes like hot needles. I like that, she says. That's elegant. Although, of course, she has had this thought before. Verse 5-3, I'd shut them all in cells. Pray and sacrifice, uttered by Zivu Arath, god of war. Harmony. When the traveler passed across Harmony, it lied to the orbits of ten worlds. Now they orbit the black hole. The traveler lied to the accretion disk, so that it would give warm light to these worlds the gift mast. When the traveler left Harmony, it made a monument out of the black hole's polar jet. In the jet, there is a hollow mast which sings in radiance. This is the gift mast and we will devour it. We will eat the sky out of it. We will snap it like a bone. The Harmony Sting. The Harmony have weaponized their dead star. They can stimulate the accretion disk to fire relativistic plasma jets. We will take the sting. We will use it to burn their worlds. I will grant one temple of tribute to the first ascendant to kill a world. Oryx. I will have the gift amassed to feast on. I will have it first. I am Zivu Arath and all war is my temple. Beware the daughters of Oryx, for they make and unmake with ease. Savathun, the deceitful sister, will be distracted by Arcana and the song of the black hole. Treat her broods with contempt. The Traveler, we chase it and we will devour it. The deep will rule the cosmos. The Dragons. Our God should be ours alone. Their smug freedom is an insult to me. I'd shut them all in cells. Bring them to me!
verse 5-4, the gift mast. The gift mast. It towers above this star system like a monument to treason. It beams with silver light. It sings a radial lullaby made of soothing lies. In its light live the harmony, and they are now our prey. Now arrives Zivurath at the head of her armada. She fights the harmony for 50 years with strategies and discipline. But the harmony turned to dragon wishes, and their wishful bishops wrestle Zivu in the ascendant plane. Zivu falls into a deadlock. Next arrives Savathun, flanked by her chorus and her celebrants. They trick their way into the Ana Harmony in disguises so that they might vivisect these dragons. The Worm Our God laughs and laughs. For a hundred years, Savathun keeps secret covens among the Harmony. But first of all was Oryx, whose brood grew in secret places in the rubble of the accretion disk. The first navigator sends rocks and comets to crash into the Harmony worlds so that the Harmony fleet will be disarrayed. He sends cedars to infiltrate the Harmony worlds with his broods. Here, at the center of the fifth book, the Hive have grown so mighty that it has made the annihilation of all false life routine. Zivorath kills the wishful bishops, and Sevathun achieves some secret purpose, and Oryx's court tears down the gift mast. The Harmony people wail in terror, and they throw themselves into the silver lakes of the Anaharmony to drown. Come, saith Oryx, eat of the gift mast, for I am a generous god. Of its pieces, I claim only two out of every five. The mass is full of the light of the traveler. It is full of the marrow taste of sky. All who eat it are filled with the ecstatic certainty that they serve a great and necessary purpose. Then saith Savathun, siblings, listen. We must part ways for a while so that we may grow different. She flies her war moons into the black hole. Her throne becomes distant. Saith Zivorath, King Oryx, you take up too much space. Your power constrains too many choices. I must go away from you. She flies her war moons away into the night. Her throne is barred shut. Then Oryx was alone. He spent a while in thought. And those thoughts are recorded here. Verse 5-5, five, five, Apocalypse Refrains. This is our message to the things that we kill. A species which believes that a good existence can be invented through games of civilization and through laws of conduct is doomed by that belief. They will die in terror. The lawless and the ruthless will drag them down to die. The universe will erase their monuments. But the one that sets out to understand the one true law and to perform worship of that law will, by that decision, gain control over their future. They will gain hope of ascendance, and by their ruthlessness, they will assist the universe in arriving at its perfect shape. 
Only by eradicating ourselves all clemency for the weak can we emulate and become that which endures forever. This is inevitable. The universe offers only one choice, and it is between ruthlessness and extinction. We stand against the fatal lie that a world built on laws of conduct may ever resist the action of the truly free. This is the slavery of the traveler, the crime of creation, in which labor is wasted on the construction of false shapes. If you choose to fight us, fight us with everything you have, with all your laws and games. We will prove our argument thus. Verse 5-6 Ayat, 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 Ayat All is well. Ayat, what is at war is healthy. What is at peace is sick. My son Crota feeds me rich, rich tribute. My lineages are strong. My worm is vast and satiated. And with that security, I can spend my time on study and communion with the deep. As I learn more secrets, my power grows. As my power grows, I use it to learn more secrets. Ayat, let it be thus because it must. I wonder if my sisters have secrets of their own. If my power exceeds theirs, I may kill them permanently and subsume their thrones. But I think they have strength that they hide from me, developed in time of separation. Ayat, the only meaningful relationship, is the attempt to destroy. Sevathun asks if I am as much a slave of the deep as my Taken. She asks what price I pay for my power. I am not taken. The hive is not the deep. The deep doesn't want everything to be the same. It wants life, strong life. Life that lives free without the need for a habitat of games to insulate it from reality. When I make my taken, I make them closer to perfect. I heal their wounds and enhance their strengths. This is inherently good. Ayat, the only right is existence. The only wrong is non-existence. I am Oryx, the first navigator, the Taken King. Ayat, let me be what I am, because to be anything else would be fatal. Verse 5-7 forever and a blade. I considered returning to Fundament, learning what became of the God Wave and the Tungsten Monoliths and the continents which were all that remained of my people's primal home. But I know what became of all that. It became me. I am the heir of Fundament, the immortal descendant of those ten-year Krill. I asked a question. How can we live in the universe long enough to understand it? And I learned the answer, which is written here in this book. I learned that I had to become most ruthless of all. I don't know where the darkness which is the deep came from, nor the traveler that I hunt, but I will learn. I will learn.
This is my inheritance, my estate. Eternity, infinity. The whole universe beneath my sword. This is what I rule. Forever and a blade. Verse 5-8, Worm Food. What will happen if I die? It suits me to consider this, for I am a great ally of death. My daughters study the quiddity of death. My son practices the inhabitation of death. And my great work is, in Ultima, to become synonymous with death, to die and in that dying live, so that if the universe comes to nothing, then I will be a part of that nothing. Far better to have a savage universe with a happy end than a happy universe with no hope. I have died many times, but these deaths were only temporary. If my echoes are killed, and I am killed in the material world, then I will be driven back to my throne, the Dreadnought. If my court and my throne can be beaten, if I am confronted in my throne, if I am defeated there, then I will die. My work will end. This is the pact to which I am bound, in particular by my study of the Tablets of Ruin and by my use of the power of the deep. When I call upon that power, I put myself up as the stakes in a wager. I gamble with my soul. For I am saying, listen, my gods, I am the mightiest thing there is, and I prove it thus. Lately, I've realized how much I depend on Crota and my daughters, and even upon my court. If I lost them, my outlays would exceed my intakes. My tribute would not be enough to feed my worm. But this is proper. For if I lost them, it would be because they were not mighty enough. And then I would be a bad father, a bad king. I must test them and fight with them to keep them strong. This is my Gaius. I will go on forever. I will understand everything. There is only one path, and that is the path that you make. But you can make more than one path. Break your cell's bars. Make a new shape. Make the shape from its path. Find your cell's bars. Break out of the bars. Find a shape. Make the shape from its path. Eat the light. Eat the path. If I fail, let me be worm food. Verse 5-9. I'll make sure. I have made preparations. If I am defeated, I know it will be because my understanding of the universe was incomplete. I failed to anticipate some strategy, some nemesis. Perhaps Teox, if she still lives. If I am defeated, I know that I fall to something mighty. Something that craves might. Something that loves what I love, which is the deep. A principle and a power. The versatile protean need to adapt and endure, to reach out and shape the universe entirely for that purpose, 
to mutate and redesign and test and iterate so that it can prevail, can seize existence and hold it, certain that this is everything, that there is nothing to life except living. And it has two faces, yet it is one shape. One face is the objective, which is obvious, and the other face is that will to sacrifice things and ideas for a single mission. The mission of becoming the shape, a shape that will not relent, the utter commitment to survival, to draw the right sword and choose where to cut, to allow this hunger to become your weapon. So I will prepare a book, which is a map to a weapon, and my vanquisher will read that book seeking the weapon, and they will come to understand me, where I have been and where I was going. And then they will take up my weapon, and they will use it. They will use that weapon, which is all that I am. And armed thus, with my past, and my future, and my present, which is a weapon, a weapon that takes whatever is available, a weapon bound to malice. They will mantle me, Oryx, the Taken King. They will become me, and I will become them. Each of us defeating the other, correcting the other, alloying ourselves into one omnipotent philosophy. Thus, I will live forever. I'll make sure.